Well, hello, 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 Charmers. Hello, Charmers. Welcome back into Miss Charm School Podcast. I am your host, Sunday Eli. Thank you so much for joining me again today. I have been feeling all of the love and the support from you listening to the audios and also connecting with me on social media. You can follow us at Miss ms charm school on instagram i do read your dms thank you for your questions thank you for your praise reports and testimonies i am happy to include them in our episodes every time you win i feel like i win so thank you for your victory statements charmers i'm so happy that you decided to join me again today for those of you who are new welcome Welcome, 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 ladies. I'm so happy to have you here with me in this amazing space. You are the tribe that I have called forth. You are the tribe that I have prayed for. This is the community and the collective of women that I have asked to come here and to be here on this podcast. So think it not strange. You are in good company right now. You have been called to this divine moment. So I thank you for taking the time to be plugged in. I guarantee you there are going to be diamonds that are going to illuminate from the field and the gardens that are already within you. We're just going to dig them up because it's already inside of you. So take what you hear in this podcast as divine guidance and divine inspiration because I know that I have been prayed up uh, making sure that every time we do a recording that there is something here for you to glean from and guaranteed there will be something here that will either prune your garden, help you pluck up some weeds in your garden of life, that will help you water your soil so that you can continue to have a fertile ground where seeds can be planted, or it will help you go ahead and reach for that fruit that's already been in harvest so you can expand your garden and feed those, feed yourself and feed those that are in your uh, vicinity and in your uh, under your care as well. So super excited for you to be here. I said all that to say that I'm really excited for you to be here. Um, I had a whole plan, (laughs) a whole system of how this podcast was going to go from our introductions to reading your testimonies and your victory statements from the DMs um, to the message of the day. And I wrote it down somewhere. And when I get these divine inspiration of thought, I write them down and I literally don't know where it is. So clearly it's not meant for me to have a structure to this podcast right now. Uh, Clearly it's meant to be divinely structured and ordered. So if you will flow with me, let's flow together. I feel the urge to start off this podcast today by just letting you know, yeah, the word certainty certainty. That's been the word that I've been meditating on. And you who, again, have been attracted to this podcast, again, it's by divine, divine order. It's not a coincidence. You have been called here. I know that. And I'm so grateful because we are literally the same. You are my tribe. You are my girlfriend. We're in the same place of life. We're in a high vibe place. We have attracted love, relationships, friendships, um, our spirituality, our faith walk, money into our lives. And you need that master mastermind group. And so that is why we are here. And so I really want to put forth this to you right now. When you're doing your meditations on a daily basis uh, to ground yourself, to center yourself, to call those things into your life, which are your divine right, to call in your abundance, to call in your laughter, your joy, uh, your prosperity, instead of, or the next time you sit down to meditate, instead of thinking of those things first, 
and being grateful for those things, which we'll, we'll probably have a med- We'll probably have a couple of meditations together, but I really want you to take this word of certainty. Certainty. That's been the word that I have been meditating on for probably the past month. And, uh, the revelation of that came to me from a meditation, a guided meditation that I did in a collective and the person leading it just said, breathe in the word certainty. How does that feel to you that you are certain? Say that to yourself. I am certain. I am certain. I am certain. Take a breath. Release it. I am certain. I want you to move forward in your life from a place of certainty. Women of charm. You are women of charm. You are women of etiquette. You are women of grace. You are women of abundance. You are women of provision. You are women who know how to take something and make it, take nothing and turn it, multiply it into something. Um, You are amazing women who are super powerful. But it starts with knowing that you are certain, certain in who you are, certain in your capabilities, certain in your abundance, certain that abundance is your birthright, certain that love is your birthright, certain that laughter and joy, peace is your birthright. To move from a place of double mindedness. The Bible clearly says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So let's step away from, oh, I'm not sure. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Let's step away from affirming those words in our reality because the more we speak them and the more we give energy to them, the more we give feeling to, I don't know, you know, I'm just going to pray on it and I'm hoping that God's going to, no, 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 sis, we're stepping into certainty. We know that God is for us. We know that we are daughters of the King. We know that there is no sickness in God the Father. We know if there is no sickness in God the Father, we understand that there is no lack in God the Father, but we are constantly putting emotion to and verbalizing lack in our world. We're constantly verbalizing uncertainty in our world. And the reality is that there is no lack in the Father. There is no lack in the divine. There is no lack in divine substance. There is no sickness in divine substance. All there is is healing. All there is is love. All there is is abundance. When God created the heavens and the earth, he created it to be self-sustaining. We don't need a new sun every day. We don't need a new moon every day. It's actually on a rotation. So what was created in the beginning still is sustained today. Grass that was created in the beginning is still sustained today. And human beings were put on the earth to have dominion over all. Now, we know that there was a fall and all that stuff, and I'll get into all that in another podcast, but your original intention was to be here to be to have dominion over all of the abundance that the Father created. Self-sustaining abundance. We don't do anything to cause the rain to fall. That's still something that God sends to the earth. It's in its own system. It is divine. It is self-sustaining. So when you can really wrap your brain around that, when you can really wrap your brain around that all that is, all that was created from God is perfect, 
and flawless and self-sustaining, all you need to do is shift yourself to be in alignment with that energy. And that energy is that there is unlimited substance, that there is no lack in God, that there is no sickness in God. Okay. And so when you can really accept that, you can move into a state of certainty. Oh, I don't know how this bill is going to get paid. And I don't know how this, that is stepping out of certainty and into something else. But when you are sure (laughs) that God is unlimited, and when you are sure that your father loves you, and when you are sure that you are heard by God, that your prayers are heard by God, when you are sure that there is no lack in him and that you belong to that eternalness, when you are in that state of eternal dwelling and being, then there is no lack to you. You are joint heir with Christ. There is no lack to you. There is no sickness to you. You have overcome the world. You have overcome external situations. Yes, trust me, sis. I get notifications uh, right now. Um, I feel like I'm in a place of testing and I know that I'm going to pass my test. And I'm grateful for the tests that have come before me because the trying of my faith produces patience. And it's my job to allow that patience to have its perfect work so that when I am com- when it's over, I am complete needing nothing, that my faith is complete, needing nothing because it's stand, it stood the test of the trial, right? And so I'm in this place right now where I I am stepping into the mastery of the very thing that I'm speaking over you right now, which is certainty, okay? And so really what's happening is I'll get notifications to my email, um, sometimes calls to my phone to try to pull me back into that double-mindedness of, oh, I don't know if God's going to come through for me. And, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. And, oh my God, I don't know if this, that, and the third. But instead of staying in that place and instead of allowing myself to be pulled back into that energy of uncertainty and double-mindedness, I choose to stand in certainty that all is well, that I am a woman of wealth, that abundance is my birthright, that I'm constantly increasing in financial affluence repeatedly again and again and again, that large sums of money constantly flow to me consistently and repeatedly again and again and again, that there is no such thing as lack, that I am a woman that belongs to the eternal divine substance And therefore, abundance is my inheritance. Abundance is what I walk in. Abundance is mine. And so when you can have that peace around that and you can shift your attention from the negative energy and pull yourself into a place of certainty and hold that, I want you to meditate on that word certainty. I am certain. If you're trying to go after a new job, be certain it's yours. If you're if you want fresh love in your marriage or in your your engagement or with your boyfriend, uh, with your fiance, be certain that it is. If you need deeper self-love for yourself, be certain that you have it and allow yourself to move from a place of flow. This is the stage of mastery that I call you and invite you into to walk with me, to walk in a place of certainty. And so Literally, I've been meditating on that. And when I woke up this morning, this is the scripture that God gave me. I literally opened my Bible 
and it opened to Luke chapter one, verse 45. And when you operate in a place of certainty, you will get the reminders from God the Father. You will get the kisses from God the Father that remind you, yes, you are a woman of charm and I'm with you. I see you. I hear you. I'm listening to you. I'm responding to you. Okay. And this is what God gave me this morning. Luke chapter one, verse 45. Pull out your Bible app. Get your Bible, sis. If you're driving, look it up later. Okay. But uh, Luke chapter one, verse 45, that's three times. Luke chapter one, verse 45, that's four times, okay? I can hear y'all saying it. Luke chapter one, verse 45. And this is the King James. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. (laughs) Yummy, okay. And blessed is she that believed, For there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Sis, what is it that you've been asking the Lord? What have you been praying about? What have you been calling into your life? What have you been struggling to maintain certainty about in your life? The key is believing. This verse to me presents an option. Blessed is she that believed. Let's stop right there. So that means there was a choice. You can choose not to believe and therefore step out of blessing, step out of abundance. Again, this is my challenge for you to meditate on certainty, to, be- to apply your belief and your faith to certainty. Because blessed is she that believed, which means she chose to believe. She chose to keep her mind in a state of certainty that it is, it is, it is, it is, it is. It's time to get unorthodox, sis. It's time to get unorthodox woman of charm. It's time to get unorthodox woman of charm. If nothing changes, sis, nothing changes. But the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. You've got to change your habits. You've got to change your habits. You've got to change your habits. You've got to get unorthodox about this. You've got to get radical about this. You've got to change your mind about this, sis. You've got to change those conversations. You've got to stop picking up the phone and having those low-level vibrational conversations. When the text message comes through and someone's complaining about, oh, all men are doing this and... I I went and looked on the job board and all of this and oh, look at what's happening in the world. We don't have time. We don't have time. It's dissimilar. It's oil and water. I'm water. I'm spirit. I'm on a higher vibe. That's oil. Nope. We don't mix. I'm not able to entertain that conversation. I send you love. I have love for you. I'll talk to you about something else, sis, but I'm not able to entertain that conversation because I'm on a higher vibe because I choose to believe and stay in a state of certainty. I choose to believe and stay in a state of certainty. Okay, blessed is she that believed for there shall be a performance of those things which were told to her from God. Sis, what have you been asking God? (laughs) I'm here to tell you he's ready to give it to you. It's yours. Abundance is yours. 
prosperity is yours. What is it that you want? You want to start a training business? You want to be a, a trainer, physical trainer? It's yours. You want to have six new clients? They OTW, they're on the way. You want a fresh love? You want more passion in your relationship? It's knocking on your door. But you have to believe. You have to do something. You have to get unorthodox. You have to get up in the morning and speak life over yourself. Look in the mirror and tell yourself what the reality is. You have to speak those things that are not as though they are so. You have to apply your belief and your faith. You have to exercise that muscle. You have to use the beautiful mind that God gave you. That's the one thing they have not been able to figure out. You can get a heart transplant. You can get a liver transplant. You can, I don't know, get whatever other kind of transplant. But you cannot get a brain transplant. They have not been able to figure it out because your brain is like, as I believe it is unique. It is as unique as your fingerprint. It is your magic muscle. And we are being lazy with our minds. We are allowing our minds to be programmed by Instagram. Sis, you're allowing your mind to be programmed by a computer algorithm because you follow certain people. Okay, we enjoy their content, but guess what? The computer algorithm is feeding you post and you're spending hours and hours and hours engaged viewing things and looking at things that are programming your mind, that are making you believe that, oh, this must be what's happening in the world. This must be what's real. This must be what's hot. This must be what's not. When the reality is you are the trendsetter. You are the woman of charm. That's why you're here. That's why you're at this podcast. That's why you're listening. You are a part of my mastermind group and you are the trendsetter. You are the difference maker. You are the woman that's going to raise the next generation of powerful people that are set apart, that are above the noise, that are water amongst oil in this lifetime. So sis, I challenge you to get unorthodox about this, to shut it off, sis. You don't got time for those conversations. You don't got time to see somebody else who went and got their BBM, BBL, whatever it is. You don't have time. You don't have time to have conversations about body work and you don't have time to even date people like that. That person stuck and sucked into the vortex. You are waking out of the matrix I love that film because it is so relevant today. Be Neo. You are the one. Wake up out of the matrix, sis. Stop being sucked into the programming of a computer algorithm. Your mind is the divine computer and unlimited abundance is yours. But you've got to wake up to it. You've got to start speaking life over yourself. You've got to start doing something different. Stop complaining about your body, your weight, all the... mm -mm. No, speak over, I weigh this much, okay? I have the perfect eating habits to maintain my perfect weight. I push myself to go running every day and to do a strenuous workout. Well, I gotta change that word. It's not strenuous. I change it to, I enjoy the workouts, but I push myself in my workouts every single day because I have a mental picture of the body that I intend to maintain. 
I reject the notion that, well, you're older now. So, you know, that life happens. Things get out of, mm -mm, that's for you. You can stay average and mediocre. I choose to be abundant. I choose to live my best life. You think Jesus at 33 was walking around overweight? I doubt it. Okay. I doubt it. I bet you he was in his best shape of life because he stayed in a state of abundance. Okay, so I want to share that with you. Luke 1 45 and blessed is she that believed for there shall be a performance. There shall be. That is a guarantee. That is money in the bank. That is a credit on your account. There shall be a performance of those things which were told to her from the Lord. You got to get quiet and you got to get still to hear what what God is saying. When I woke up this morning, that's the scripture that God gave me. That's what God is saying to me. He's saying, Sunday, what you're believing for, that's what I have for you. There shall be guaranteed performance of the things that you've been asking. And this is a lesson. um, I'm going to close, get ready to close with this. This is a lesson that God gave me this year, earlier this year, and you know, I will tell you, my parents are divorced and I honestly felt that I had made peace with a lot of what, like the fallout of that stuff. You know, at first I was upset with my mom and my dad, uh, cause my mom was the one that left and my dad in college would send me these, uh, CDs on, um, marriage and female and male relationships and I've always felt close to my father always felt like I understood my father always was a daddy's girl and I I do I and my mother has told me and my dad has since told me that I do have a very good understanding of him and um, I have a lot of compassion for my father because I was in the house when my mom left and I saw how it devastated him how he was a broken man from her leaving. And in the past, (laughs) I have attracted those same kind of lovers, those men who have been broken in some type of way. And I come in and I understand them. I love them because that's what I saw growing up, right? So, um, you know, I felt that I had dealt with a lot of this stuff and that God had healed me from a lot of it. And maybe one day I'll do a lesson on it. If you guys uh, mentioned to me in my DMs that you actually want to hear more about that, because there is a lot of wisdom that God gave me uh, going through that kind of separation. But this summer, God basically told me in our quiet time, and that's another thing, I definitely need to say this, sis, if you don't have quiet time, (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. You You don't have a space for you and God to speak. Now, God should be able to speak to you at all times throughout the day at any time. But let's be real. Like, Well, yeah. And honestly, if he want to get through to you, he can. Okay. I was going to say, if you're in the club and it's really loud, you know, you're probably not going to be able to hear God, but you never know. There might be something that stands out to you. And then later on, God's going to be like talking to you about that thing that stood out to you. So I'm not going to put any limits on the matchless, limitless God, but there definitely should be a daily practice for you of quiet time with God. And that quiet time, just, I call it my sacred space time. So I literally get up in the morning. I'll just tell you what I do. I get up in the morning and I sit in front of my mirror, praise God for quarantine because I've had so much sacred space time. Okay. And it has helped me get my life all the way right. But I get up in the morning 
I sit down, I have a floor length mirror. I sit down in front of my mirror. And um, if you have candles, you can light your candles. If you burn incense or whatever, you can do all that stuff. Sometimes I do a meditation. Sometimes I listen to, in my meditation, I'm listening to 528 Hertz music. I'll talk about that probably some other time if you're not familiar with it already, but many of you probably are. And I read my affirmations over myself. And my affirmations have changed over time. And currently what I do is I have a statement that I read of the things I'm currently believing for, that I'm currently in the process of manifesting, excuse me. And, excuse me. Okay, boys, we got to get it together because this message, clearly somebody needs to hear this. And, um, I also have a audio recording of affirmations of myself. You could say affirmations, you could say declarations, but I have audio recording. So after I sit down in a mirror and read my statement, open the Bible, say my prayers, give gratitude to God, thank God for today. Thank God for, again, God never sleeps nor slumbers. I thank God for going in my future because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He can touch the past while being in the present and the future. So I thank God for going into my future, preparing a way for me, um, thanking God for all that is there for me. Thank you that I'm on the path to walking into the fulfillment of that before my physical eyes, but that I know that it's there spiritually. I make a point of feeling it. I spend a decent amount of time in my quiet time with God um, attaching feeling to the words that I'm speaking. So let's say you're asking God for $10,000. Okay. You can ask for that, but if you don't have the feeling of expectation, if you don't have the feeling that it's yours, if you don't have the feeling that you can touch it, like sometimes when I'm saying affirmations, I will literally touch myself, like kind of pat on my chest. If you can hear that, I will kind of pat on my chest or rub my hands together because it signals to my brain. I can feel this. I can feel this. That's just a little thing that I do when I'm sometimes speaking stuff and meditating and visualizing. And let's say for whatever reason, I may be having a temporarily a temporary disconnect from the thing that I'm actually saying over myself. I will touch my hands or rub my hands together to remind myself that I feel this. Like I can feel it because I can feel me touching myself, if that makes sense. Okay, so... Again, DM me, sis, if you have questions, we can go over it. Um, But I'm saying all this to say that I have quiet time with God in the morning so that I can hear from God and I make sure that I establish that that's our time. And oftentimes I have it in the morning and at night because I really love my God. (laughs) And so I look forward to hearing from him throughout the day and he does speak throughout the day. But I think when you make a point of creating that space for you and God in the morning, and creating that space for you and God at night. And again, it's not just talking to God. It's also sitting still and being quiet so you can hear from God. And I think my practice of establishing that in the morning and in the evening really opens the door and the gateway to hear from God all day long, honestly. Um, And that's just a part of my routine. So I encourage you to do that. But anyway, so tangent, (laughs) but obviously I know that that helps somebody. And again, DM me for questions about sacred space. Maybe we'll do a Charm School podcast on being a woman of sacred space or something like that, okay? But one of the things God gave me this summer was about fatherhood. I was telling you about my parents. And I felt that I had dealt with all that stuff, you know, 
because originally I was upset with my mom and I felt like I had to really grow in my womanhood so I wouldn't repeat the same habits that I saw the woman, my teacher on womanhood, who was my mother, um, my first teacher anyway, I've since had other teachers, but I felt like, well, I don't want to repeat that. So I made a conscious effort to seek out teachers. And when I opened that door and and I told God I'm ready to learn something new so I can be something new, God sent a flood of women into my life and courses and books and all these different things that I've taken that have really helped me step into the fullness of the woman that I am today. And he keeps leveling me up like, this is a for real journey and there's really levels to this. And so you start somewhere, you grow, you grow, you grow, you circle back. It feels like you're learning the same thing, but it's on another level. If you haven't, I highly encourage you to listen to Sarah Jake's Circles and Cycles. I think the sermon is called uh, Full Circle or Coming Full Circle or Just Full Circle. That's a very, very amazing, powerful word. It will drastically bless your life. Um, And so, yeah, I've come into circles of this teachings and of this lesson on different level. And I have been given so much in the area of womanhood, which is really why I want to do this podcast, um, because I know there's a community of us, right? So I felt like I dealt with my stuff is the point. Okay. And now I've been on this circle of fatherhood, I didn't feel like I had any problems with my father because my father was always there. It was my mother that stepped, you know, that walked away and decided to leave. Um, but this year, God really challenged me about fatherhood. And this is a such this is such a dear download to me that I know I'm gonna break this up into multiple podcast episodes. But I definitely wanna share just one thing from it with you now. So, um, God challenged me and I had been praying because I had ended a relationship and I was like, okay, God, my next relationship is going to be my marriage relationship. It's going to be fruitful. Um, it's going to be where I have my children. We're going to have a lasting love. We are going to establish a culture and a standard. And I know that's why you're here too, sis, because you have also been called to that same manifestation. There is so much distortion around love. There's so much distortion around marriage. There's so much distortion in our culture right now around what that looks like. Um, But there's also great examples of that as well. And I give a lot of my attention to those examples and again, resist mixing my my water with oil. Okay. Um, but I, I told God, I said, okay, whatever my lesson is, let me get it so that this next relationship that I'm manifesting into my life, which is going to be my engagement, I'm excited to go on that journey with y'all, which will be my marriage. I'm excited to go on that journey with you all. And I'm excited to hear your testimonies too about your engagements and your marriages. And for those of you who are married or engaged right now, um, the amazing lessons and areas of growth that you're going through. So I said, God, <laughs> I need my... <laughs> look okay I ain't going through this no more all right so you gonna have to really help me check whatever box is remaining because I know what I desire and I know that that desire is a desire that you gave me okay we're really gonna go here right now so before I (laughs) tell you this um when I was in college I prayed about a spiritual name don't ask me how don't ask me why I don't know how I got the idea of asking God for a spiritual name, but I got the idea, maybe sophomore year of college, 
to pray about a spiritual name. Oh, I know why. I was reading about Abraham and Sarah and when they went on and they are considered the founding fathers of faith, Abraham and Sarah. Mm, That's a whole word right there. Okay, so I was studying about them and God changed their name. He changed, it was Abram to Abraham and Sarai to Sarah. And also Esther, which is my favorite book in the Bible, um, had her name changed as well. I believe her original name is Hadessa. And before she went into the king's palace, because she lived in a Persian empire, her uncle gave her the name Esther. He said, that's a good pagan name. I think it means like star. And so um, I started praying about it. I was like, God, there's so many people in the Bible where you change their name, even disciples that God literally changed their name. And so I just got this idea one day, like, okay, let me pray about what is my spiritual name. And God gave me a name. I'm going to share it with you now. My spiritual name is Esther Beulah Zion. And I love the book of Esther. So I was really happy about that. And there is so much revelation that God gives me about Esther, but Esther was called into a high place, her beauty, her intelligence, all of those things were utilized to work for her, for her divine marriage to a wealthy man in a high position that had, that ran multiple kingdoms, but it wasn't just for her to enjoy all the riches and the splendor of that realm, which she did enjoy. But also Esther was someone who was sent to intercede for her people. She had to put her life on the line and go into uh, a place that women were not allowed to go into so that she could save her people, so that she could be a voice for God, so that she can be used for God. And that is a part of the calling on my life. And I'm very clear about that. And also, this is the part, see, I said Esther is constantly unfolding to me. Um, this is the part about Esther that I hadn't paid so much attention to. Esther was orphaned. She was raised by her uncle because her parents died, okay? And so going into, and Beulah has a name, has a meaning, and Zion has a name, and maybe we'll get into that stuff another time because it's very, very, very juicy. But let's stop with Esther right there. So this summer, God allowed me to, I took a class from a woman um, around business. And crazy enough, her business model is built on Esther. What? Tell me God don't speak. Okay. So um she was talking about it and she was saying how Esther was a Esther was abandoned. And um that many of us may not have been orphans in that sense. And some of you listening to this may have been, but many of you probably have not been orphans in that sense where you didn't have your mother and your father in your life. One of my best friends did not have her mother and her father in her life. Um, and she may be listening to this. But many of you did have both of your parents in your life or at least one of your parents in your life. And so the speaker talked about just being abandoned in general, that a lot of us do the enemy. I don't want to say the enemy, but there is an energy that's working over time when you are in your place of innocence as a child to kind of bang you up. Right. But the beautiful thing, I don't want to give the enemy that much power because God allowed everything that Esther went through 
to form her and to shape her for her destiny. So all of the cuts and the grooves and the pace, the places where maybe your parents dropped you, the promise in the Bible is when your mother and father forsake you, that God would take you up. And so all the places that you may have felt dropped, that you may have felt that you had grooves or bruises or wounds, trust that they are all working for your good. They are the thing, they are as unique to you as your fingerprint is, as your brain is. And it's all working for your good. Like it was for Esther. And so that is actually where I want to stop with my spiritual name because I started praying that this summer. I was like, okay, God, whatever I didn't get relationship wise from my parents, your promise to me is that you would take me up when my parents forsake me or wherever they drop the ball. Because guess what? I'm human, (laughs) like my parents are human, and I believe my parents made the best decisions that they could at the time with the information that they had at the time. So I'm not upset about it, and that's why I thought I really dealt with all this, because I really made peace with the fact that, what, my mom was 27 before, my dad was 33 before, and they didn't know half of the wisdom that they have today back then. And so they made the best decisions that they could, and that's the peace I have, and I love them regardless, right? So... Um, God began to share with me one thing I'm going to share with you so many things about fatherhood but when I prayed about that God said you need to understand the love of a perfect father and I promise you this has a point okay and it's very very powerful because I know for a fact there are so many men and women I don't care if you had your parents or not I don't care if you had your father in your household or not there are very few people I guarantee you that there is an energy that works overtime to distort the image of fatherhood in people's lives because we approach God as a father. And so there is much distortion out there around a true relationship of a father. Um, And so please, 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 he who has an ear to hear, hear this because it was so profound. So one of the lessons that God gave me was, or he told me, you need to learn what what a perfect father's love looks like. And so one of the first downloads that God gave me was that fatherhood is not about performance. It's about loving your child unconditionally through tough moments and good moments. It's not about only engaging your child when things are good. Mm, Let me read that again. Fatherhood (laughs) is not about performance. It is only about Loving your child unconditionally through tough and good moments, tough moments and good moments, not only encouraging or engaging your child when things are good. And God actually took, he told me, you need to learn what a perfect father looks like. I actually Googled, okay, on um, YouTube and God led me to this video where this man was talking about this and he was talking about him and his wife and they had a newborn and how when he would hold her and she, he said, I felt like she really just liked my wife more because when I would hold her, she would cry and be fussy and complain. I would just hand it off to my wife. And he was like, and I really had to learn to lean in, in the tough moments that it's not just about showing up for the wins. Oh my God. There are so many men and there and you know sis you've dated a lot of guys that they only want to be in your life when it's good they don't want to hear any complaining they don't want to hear um you know any areas of critique they are here for the turn up and the good time and then they want to detach and to plug when things get tough and don't take it personal 
they probably have a distorted image of fatherhood as well. And they are doing themselves a disservice because life is not always uh, a turn up, okay? Now we can maintain that in our mental space, but the reality is sometimes we walk through moments in life that are tough. We walk through periods of dying. The seasons, there's moments of death in a season. There's moments of life and rebirth. There's moments of harvest. Think about the four seasons that happen every single year, okay? So- There's a time when plants die, okay? And then there's a time when they are growing underneath the surface and you can't see them. And then the spring comes and then everything's in blossom. And then the summer comes and then the fall comes and it's a lot of harvest before the shedding happens again, right? This is the cycle of life. That is divine spiritual order. That is something that the heavenly father put into place. It is a constant reminder that those are the cycles that we walk through in this life, okay? And our job is to know that when fall comes, spring is coming. When winter is here, spring is coming. When spring is here, harvest is coming. That is the cycle of life, all right? And so sometimes we have dated people in our past or we have had poor examples um, when it comes to different male leadership in our lives of people who only show up for the wins. And think about that. You know, especially think about how men um, often are cultured to go after sports. Sports is all about wins and losses. When you're winning, you're high, it feels good. When you're losing, it sucks. And it's really challenging to not um, adapt a a losing mentality, right? And that's why I love watching, y'all know I'm a sports reporter, I love watching um, the Monday pressers or the post-game pressers of athletes because I love when they say, you know, it's just the next game. We got to focus on the next game. All I can think about is the next game, the next win, right? And I love that because that's such a perspective about going for business. You can't focus on the whole picture sometimes. Sometimes you just got to focus on piece by piece. But nevertheless, sometimes you deal with guys who are just focused on the win. They're just focused on the win. They're just focused on the win. And I honestly and earnestly believe that a lot of men, when they step into your life, they really just want to make you happy. But the reality is, like this father said, his baby's crying. She may be crying not because she don't like you. You know what I'm saying? She just came out the womb. This is a new environment to me. What's going on, right? And so he learned that he had to lean in even in those moments that were unpleasurable for him. He had to learn that he had to continue to engage the tough moments as well as the good moments. Hallelujah. So God began to show me that a heavenly father, perfect love, a perfect father's love says it's not about performance. It's not about what you do. It's not about the fact that you need to be happy all the time. Sunday, I don't need you to be happy all the time. Woman of charm, I don't need you to be happy all the time. Now, you know, feeling good matters, but for the point of this lesson, it's not about performance. Fatherhood is not about performance. It's about loving you woman of charm, unconditionally through your tough moments and your good moments. It's about engaging you always, always. And there's another piece to this lesson that's so powerful that I'll share with you at another time. But I just wanted to share that with you. Meditate on these things today. Certainty, certainty that the heavenly father, the perfect love of a father wants you to be so certain. You don't have to be perfect in performance. It's not about what you do. 
It's about who you are. You are divinely chosen. You are his divine choice. His eye, like the old folks used to sing, his eyes on the sparrow, his eye is on you. He knows how many hairs are on your head, how many hairs have fallen out of your head over the duration of your life. Like the details about you are so intimately known by the father because he's not just there for your wins. We sometimes we we over emotionalize. Oh, God is blessing me. And then when you feel like you're not having blessing in the moment, you know, you feel like God has abandoned you. No, no, no. The father never abandons you. He's there for you. We are in time. He is in eternity. Okay, we deal with the stuffness of time. We have to be water navigating these oily places, right? So he's above all of those things. He never abandons you when tough moments happen. He never abandons you when you get that notice that such and such is due or such and such is behind payment. He's not abandoning you when a relationship doesn't work out, a friendship doesn't work out, a love relationship doesn't work out. He's not abandoning you when things seem to be tough. He's he's not annoyed when you need to go cry for seven days straight. God doesn't care. He says, come to me. He says, I am there with you in your tough moments. And I am there with you in your good moments because I am a perfect father and I do not abandon. I do not abandon. So Esther's women of charm out there, meditate on these things, meditate on certainty, understand, really soak in and understand a father's love. There's so much he wants to do in your life. God bless.